Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Thanks so much for being here with us. If you're joining us online, I want to say hey to you too. Thanks so much for being with us. It's great to hear the Word of God over the internet, but if you ever have a chance to be with us here in person, it's better. Anybody agree it's better in here? So you heard them. Let them convince you. Come on and join us. Well, we have, um, you know, we're in our summer series here, so uh, I'm taking a little bit of a break, but we're hearing from awesome people. Have you guys enjoyed the last four weeks that we've had so far? Well, we still got some good ones coming, and today we got Mr. Tim Bell. Come on and make your way up here, good sir. We heard from his wife last week. Now we get to hear from him. Do you have to correct anything she did last week? No, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> no, no, no. This guy is a, is a blessing. He's also my uh, accountability partner. He meets with me once a month and makes sure I'm on the straight and narrow. So if you guys ever wondered about me, this is the guy keeping me in line. So if you ever have a grievance against me, I guess you could tell him and then he can come tell me at our, at our meeting. <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited for the word that you have for us today. I know it's going to be good because you're full of the word, man. Sure. Yep. Here you go. Oh, all right. Oh, boy, it's good to be here. No, I'm good. I'm good today. Because since we have so much other stuff to do today, since it's a holiday, uh, I'm going to keep it short. You know, this is actually why I think they had me do it this week, because I don't think Darla could really keep it short. She's kind of the amplified version of everything when it comes to the Bible, right? Yeah, she's so actually what I'm going to speak to you today here. Let's let's real quick. Let me pray before I get too far off base here. (laughs) Father, we come to you in Jesus's name today and we thank you for your Holy Spirit. And uh, we thank you that you're no mystery to us in Jesus name. Your word says that you'll reveal yourself to us. And if we seek, we'll find. And we thank you for that. And we just ask that our hearts are open to your word today in Jesus name. Amen. Oh, goodness. That was awesome. Keep it up. Are you ready? All right. So I was, uh, it was, I would say it was about two weeks ago uh, that I had the privilege of hanging out with the youth group a little bit. Uh, We had a good time. We had a good time. And I believe, if I don't, if I remember correctly, that Sam's question for me was, uh, uh, he was, he was wondering about his next step. And, and that's a really common thing for, for Christians. Of course, you want to do the right thing and you want to be on the next step. And what it did in any time that you're dealing with the youth, you're dealing with, uh, fewer filters, you know? Have you, and, and that's, I, I really prefer that. And those of you that know me, I actually teach, uh, uh, juniors and seniors in high school all, all day during the day. So actually, uh, teenagers are some of my favorite people. Because they don't varnish things. <laughs> and they'll tell you if they think there's a problem, and they'll call you out on it. Which, And I'm all good with all of those things. And their creativity, again, of course, I'm dealing with musicians, is way off the charts. But uh, I'd say the number one thing that, uh, that young Christians deal with is, and I'm going to apply this to everybody, a personal prayer time. All right? Now, recently, some of you have may have uh, heard me talk about this once before, where uh, I I am pretty sure that everybody in this room, the next step, if you haven't done it already, the next step 
that God has for you is your personal prayer time. And if you really thought about it, and if you really were honest with yourself, the thing that he has told you to do that you have not done is your personal prayer time. All right? Now, this is not a get on you thing. This is more of an encouragement thing. I know it's going to, you know, what's the first thing that tries to jump on you in this situation, right? The condemnation tries to jump on you. Don't you have been doing what I told you? You know, and all that sort of thing. And it tries to make you feel bad. Do not let it make you feel bad. But at the same time, it's time to get off your fanny. All right. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now, see, here we go. All right. Already. Now, see, my mom, I'd get up early in the morning and my mom, she would have the whole kitchen table spread out with her concordance. She'd have like 15 different Bibles out. She'd have her, she had this special notebook with all of her notes in it, and she'd just go on it. And I'm like, Father, I can't, you know, can I do that? I mean, I can't. So I was like, how many of you ever prayed the, the, the willing to be made willing? Have you tried that? Nice. I like that. All right. Those of you online, too, that we have the uh, smaller individuals up front here today. And I like that. And uh, so, so seriously, it's the willing to be made willing thing that works really well in this situation. So what you can do is, Father, I don't want to get up in the morning. I don't want to do it. But I do want to please you, and I really, really want to get to where I can be with you every day. Okay, now, Adam, remember, he used to hang out with God, and they'd walk through the cools of the morning. That is this whole thing. Jesus actually went to the cross, went to hell, took all of your sins and all of these things, specifically for God wanting to actually get up in the morning and hang with you. All right, now you're saying, well, does it have to be the morning? You know, I won't say that it has to be, and I'm not a particularly a morning guy, but you know what? It seems a whole lot more sense if you do it that way. What was the, what were you saying, Amy? That uh, having a later prayer time? Yeah, um, I really struggle with that, and God put a quote in front of me, and of course it was musical because that's what it takes to me. It yeah. was trying to have a daily quiet time at night is like tuning your instrument after the concert. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's really, that's actually where I was headed. For those of you online, I'm going to repeat that. Uh, (laughs) Because you probably can't hear Amy over my microphone. So uh, having having an evening prayer time is a lot like tuning your instrument after you've done the performance. Now, this isn't saying that you always have to do it in the morning. If you look, there are some times, I mean, if you remember the time that the disciples fell asleep on him, that was at night. But that was an additional prayer time. That wasn't his primary. Uh, but Jesus frequently would do his in the morning. Uh, now, here's the beautiful thing about prayer time. Have, you can actually tell God things that aren't scriptural. All right. How many times have you, have you read in Psalms where David is like, my, my bones are melting like wax. My, my enemies are kicking my fanny. All of these things that are going bad in my life, right? And and he gets pretty whiny. He really does. He's like, you're like, David, snap out of him, my man. Come on. I mean, aren't you a man after God's own heart? Well, you know, it's just him and God. He's letting it hang out. He's being real. He's saying, God, this isn't working. 
this is not good. It's not going the way you said it should. Nothing is going right. And you can tell God things like that in your prayer time. So the first thing I want to address is the prayer. Don't have any preconceptions about how a prayer time should look. Okay, now my prayer time doesn't look how like how my mom's prayer time did. All right, she had her coffee out. She had the whole table going. And, you know, that's how she rolled. And it was cool for her, right? That is not how I rolled, okay? So the thing is, is when you're first saved too, you're like, people say God talks to you. Well, how does he talk to me? Well, I had a preconception of how God talks to me. And turns out it's nothing like how he does it. So don't have any preconceptions. That's the main thing. Be willing to be made willing. So this is what God did for me. He says, he, uh, Darla gets up really early. She gets up at like five every morning. And uh, that's just, again, how she rolls. And I found myself, you know, she gets up, takes a shower. And when she comes out from her shower, uh, it's around six-ish you know, when she's there. And I'd find that from 6 to about 6.30, 6.45, when I would normally get up, I was just tossing and turning. And, and, and the Holy Spirit says, well, I'll tell you what. If you'll wake up, I mean, when she goes through and wakes you up, just get up, turn on your light, get your Bible out, read it a little bit, and just talk to me. Right? And so that's what I did. And before I knew it, I've got this prayer time set up. I was willing to be made willing. He even carved it out where it was painless. It didn't bother me at all because I wasn't really getting any sleep because she'd already woke me up, right? <laughs> Seriously. All right? So just be made willing. And he'll, I promise you, anything that he does for me, he'll do for you. Anything he does for you... He'll do for me. He is no respecter of persons. He'll find a way that works well for you. And it could possibly be nighttime. And so don't, again, don't have a preconceived concept of what your prayer time ought to look like. Now, the other thing, when I was in college, I don't remember the dude's name, but he made a big deal in the 80s about an, an hour prayer time. Do you remember those? What was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Larry Lee down in Texas, he'd come up and go, it must be an hour. In fact, you might start building it up to two. I was like, holy cannoli. I can't do that for a whole hour. Well, so I said, Father, you know, I can't do this for an hour. And he says, no, no sweat. He says, well, well, we'll just work with it. All right, so I start telling him stuff. I said, this isn't working. And he says, well, here's why it isn't working. And that's why David, once he started getting into his prayer time and the Holy Spirit started answering his questions, he said, oh, God is the most powerful. He's the name of all names. You can see him flip in the middle of his psalm from being a whiny bag to going on and being, and being powerful in the same prayer. And that's part of what your prayer time is about. It's to get all the whiny out. All right? Seriously. I don't know what scripture that is. I think that's 3 Timothy. I'm not sure. It might be, but it's, a, it's to get the whiny out is part of what your personal prayer time is. All right, now, some of you, uh, when you get to praying, you'll find that you're a little ADD. Have you noticed that? I'll start praying. All right, now, it does say in the Bible to, start to pray specifically about your, uh, the people uh, in your government. 
And so whether or not I like whoever's in office, I will always pray and I will never criticize. All right, which is hard sometimes, especially the, you know, the last few. So, uh, so what I would do is I'll get in there and I'll start praying. I'll start, I'll say, all right, Father, I come to you in the name of the, uh, you know, Jesus name. And I'm lifting up my president and my vice president and everybody down all the way to my city council and mayor. And Father, I just ask that you give the eyes to see and ears to hear. And, uh, and uh, Darla sure looks pretty today. She's in Father. Yeah, I pray for Darla's day, and she's going to bring in. And Ethan, oh, but don't hear a shower yet. Ethan, oh, I pray for him too. And all right, now, did, how many of you can uh, have done that? All right. Now, that's not necessarily, I mean, within reason, you got to rein it in a little bit. But you realize that the Holy Spirit can actually bring people to your mind that you would have never thought. How many times suddenly your grandma pops in? Bink! Oh, man, I haven't thought about Well, I hope she's having a good day, Father. I just, uh, you know, pray that you bring people across her path to bless her and to, you know, and that you'll guide her through her day and all that. So don't worry about ADD either. I mean, within reason. Don't get thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch. You know, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, start going there. So here we go. Here's something else. If... You're getting really anxious and fearful in your day, then you might need a prayer time. Okay, I'm going Jeff Foxworthy on you here. If you feel like your walk with God is inconsistent, you might need a prayer time. If you feel like you can't trust God with your finances, with your marriage, with your kids, any of that stuff, you might need a prayer time. You see where I'm going with this? If you feel like you always have to go to someone else to pray with over everything, because then you might need a prayer time, because what you should be praying with at first is to deal with it with you and God. Now, that's not to say <laughs> that you don't need other people to help you pray for something. Uh, I, I think I one day I remember specifically, I went back there and I said, Jason, dude, this is, I need help on this. And he says, no sweat, man. And we got to praying about it, and we took care of business. And then I didn't have any problems with it anymore. It says where two or as shall agree, then it'll be done for them. So there is power in a corporate setting. And this isn't to say that just if you pray your prayer time, then you don't have to go to church anymore. Okay, that isn't, that's a different thing too. When you do your own personal prayer time, what you're really doing is that you're setting your whole day up. You'll get to the point that you really don't want to miss your prayer time because you feel like you're going out in the world without your britches on. Seriously, you'll get to the point where you're like, man, I feel funny. Something's not right. So you back up. <laughs> you go to the last thing that God told you to do, which is probably the prayer time. You just get quiet. Now, here's the next thing. I would recommend that uh, in most of you need to get what I would refer to as an analog Bible. Okay? And the reason for this is, is I'm willing to bet that if you ever pick up your phone, you'll get about two scriptures in and end up on Instagram. <laughs> All right? I mean, let's be real. All right? Uh I, th I don't remember who it was. Darla told me that some, one of the guys said this when he says, thrown before phone. 
which it rhymes, so it must be true, right? So, so here's the thing. If you get a normal everyday Bible, you can actually write in it. That's not heresy. <laughs> you can write it. You can make notes in it. You can like make arrows. You can highlight it. You can do all these things. You can even write things that the Holy Spirit told you while you read that. And then later, when you're flipping through and you need a particular scripture for a particular issue, the Holy Spirit leads you back and bam! You got all that old revelation just sitting there ready to, to back you up. Okay, so I hope none of this was a condemnation kind of a thing. This is more of a... Let's, let's see if we can get this straight. Because, I'm going to be honest with you guys... We need to do what this church needs to do. We're doing great in corporate services now. Have you noticed that? We've kind of hit a new level. Have you found that the Holy Spirit is moving more than it ever has before? We, we like each other and love each other. I mean, sometimes I don't, you know how that is. You'll, you'll love somebody and not really like them. But then, so we, we're actually in a pretty good situation. Now, our next step, if we really want to start getting where we want to go, we need everyone, for their own sake, to get strong, put on their armor, and spend some time in the Word of God by themselves. So when we get to the corporate anointing, we're already set. We already know what the Holy Spirit is doing with us. We already know what our job is. We already know where we're headed. Uh, and then when, when someone new comes in and you need to pray for them, Bam! Your, your faith is already built. You're all ready to go. You're good to go. All right. Now, uh, I'm, I have like three minutes before I have to turn this back over to Cade. And I really, really ran. This is a little weird, but did anyone have any questions specifically to this? Because I want to make sure that we get that. You have a question? I was going to say, I'm looking forward to that. I was, I was going to dig that. Uh, Okay, so don't so don't have a predisposed idea of what it should look like. Uh, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be like my mom. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be at night. It doesn't have to be in the morning. It doesn't you know? Be willing to be made willing if you'll come to him and and say, please set me up with a prayer time. He'll do it. Uh, don't worry about being ADD on the prayer because sometimes that's good. You can wind God a little bit in your prayer time. That's good. Did I leave anything out? Those are my major points. I didn't even write them down. All right, are we good? All right, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we just ask that you seal this on our hearts, Father, that you double up on the importance, that you'll let us know how much you desire just to be with us and to guide us and to show us what you have for us, Father. And we just submit to that in our lives to where we just put you first, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. <laughs> did, we ki- did you kill the mic? Oh, there we go. Hey, man, what happened? I was thinking about my own personal prayer time, and I'm the same time frame. I start at 6 and end at 7, but since it's summertime, the girls are waking up in the middle of my prayer time now. They want to get up at like 6.30 because, Dad, the sun's out. So I go down there, and I get Riley out of her crib. I say, Daddy's still having his prayer time, so you guys are going to have to wait. Can I have a banana? Nope. You're going to have to wait. And I'm hoping that by doing that, I'm teaching them the importance of having that time in the morning. 
We'll we'll see how that works out when they get older. <laughs> that's that's my strategy. But does anybody else have a problem with their personal prayer time? Like you kind of just struggle to get into into it, and you want to be honest this morning. Just raise your hand. And say that's me. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're just not a morning person. But yet it always is beneficial whenever you do it. Right? That's when God speaks to you. That's whenever you set the tone for your day. And um, I can't really survive without it. Is what I've found because our kids wake up at 100 miles an hour. And I don't. So I need that time to wake up and get with the Lord first. All right. Well, we're going to transition into a time of prayer for our nation. Today is the 4th of July. And God told me a few weeks ago that he's going to mark this service by the prophetic word. And I'm not really exactly sure what that means. But I just know that there's going to be people in the room during this time that we're about to step into that they're going to speak four things over our nation. They're going to prophesy over our nation. How many of you, maybe you're concerned for our nation? Anybody concerned for our nation? Is there anybody who is concerned and you feel like you also don't have hope? Like you just think this thing is going to go down into the tank and it's going to be over? Nobody? Good. Good. Because that's the way we need to be. We always need to retain our hope. And and I was really encouraged this morning whenever I was reading about our founding fathers and that this nation was born on biblical with a biblical foundation. Um, there's people out there that are doing everything they can to convince you that it wasn't, but it was. And here's what I know to be true based on the history of the Bible, is if we don't keep our nation founded on biblical principles, we won't have a nation anymore. Every nation that's pulled away from God was, not, was no longer a nation for, for very much longer. They were destroyed. And so if we don't, if we don't fight, if we don't stand up to, to maintain our foundation in the Word of God, then that's what's going to cause the nation to fall. It would be our fault. It would be the church's fault. But I was reading today that um, John Adams, um, and here's what he wrote about Independence Day, the 4th of July, and he was writing to his wife just a few days before about the, the article that they were getting ready to sign, the Declaration of Independence. And he said this to her, he said, it ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance, as the day of deliverance. And here's how. He says, by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. He knew where deliverance came from. Our founding fathers knew where deliverance came from. It comes from our devotion to God. And I believe that this video that we're about to show you guys is going to clarify what I mean by that. So go ahead and take a look. Independence has never been easy. Nearly 250 years ago, it was something worth fighting for. The idea of a people who stood on equal footing free to speak, free to wander, free to live. These were ideals worth risking everything for. Today, we find ourselves fighting old battles, not with past foes, but with ourselves. We are a nation divided, divided by skin, divided by opinion, divided by hate. It seems the very freedoms we once fought for have become stumbling blocks. Are we too busy seeking ourselves to even recognize the tragedy which surrounds us? Do we no longer see the profound need for the hand of God? In this moment, the truth of Scripture rings especially true. If we, the people, will humbly pray, turn from wickedness and seek his face, then he will hear us, he will forgive us, and he will heal this land. 
Today, may we remember this one simple truth. True independence is found only in our dependence on God. Man, don't you love that? True independence. It's only found on our dependence on God. And in my personal prayer time this morning, I was, I just heard from the Lord. I'm like, he, he was like, do you think it's a coincidence that the 4th of July happens to be on a Sunday this year when all my people are gathered to come together and to lift up this nation and to pray for this nation and to prophesy over this nation? It's not a coincidence. <laughs> Thanks, Summer. So let's all get into a, an attitude of prayer right now, and let's go to the Father, and let's ask Him to be a part of healing our nation. Amy, you can go ahead and play. Lord, we come before you today, and we, we honor you, we thank you, and we're, we're honored to be in this nation. We thank you that you founded this nation on your word, and your word is truth, God, and we ask for your truth to go forth across this land. And, and deliver people from the grip of sin, deliver them from, from bondage, God, and deliver them from the lies. I can see that the enemy thinks that he's gonna win, that he's gonna take this nation out, but I know that it's not true because I see the army of God rising up. <laughs> and God, it's only you. And so we humble ourselves before you today and we say, it's only you, God. It's only your power working through us that can accomplish this. This act, I mean, this, this seems impossible for us to do, but it's not possible for you. So God, we yield ourselves to your power. We invite your power to work in us, to work through us. God, give us the words to say, give us the places to be, give us the things to do, give us the businesses to start. God, give us exactly what we're supposed to do. I know that we all have an assignment in this nation because you've called us to disciple this nation. You've asked us to disciple this nation. And there's nothing that you've asked us to do that you won't equip us to do. So Lord, we yield ourselves before you. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. And you will be glorified through the deliverance of this nation. You will be glorified you will be lifted high. Praise you, Father. Now there's a few others that I've asked to come and pray. So dad, if you can go ahead and come up here and then Carrie, you'll be up next. And then I just want to open the floor that if God's put anything on your heart, the Holy Spirit's moving on you to pray for our nation or to prophesy over our nation is coming up here after these two. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Father. Oh, Father, may your spirit move in this place. us to know this morning that he has not forgotten this country. 
he brings me to the scripture in first John in, in John that says, In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, the word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. Then he goes on to say, All things were created by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life. America was created for purpose. Let me say that again. America was created for purpose. And if you look back in our history, the devil is trying the same old things over and over and over again. He brings up the same things over and over again to try and destroy what God has created for purpose. And so this morning, we really need to look at ourselves. Like, like Tim said, we need to take our personal prayer time and begin praying for our nation. But guys, just because you may not or not like, the, or you may or may not like the president, we need to be praying for him. So Father, we do that right now. We pray for President Biden and his family. Father, we lift him up right now. Father, help him to see the truth. Help him to see the things that this country needs and the things that this country does that this country does not need. Father, turn any thoughts around that he may have that will hinder this country from growing. Father, give him the words to say. Father, remind him that he was created with purpose. Father, we pray for our Congress and our Senate right now. Father, we turn these negative things around that the Republicans and Democrats cannot work together. Father, we turn this around and they will begin to work together for the good. Father, they will take your word and they will ground this country back where it belongs. Father, sometimes I've even heard Christians say it. I've heard... I've heard uh, leaders from church say it that that you have turned your eyes from this country and I do not believe that at all Father this is your country Father we have done so many things for your kingdom and we are not through in Jesus name this country still belongs to you no matter what the devil may try he is not going to succeed He will not succeed. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray over uh, each state individually, Father, that the problems that they are having, Father, I pray that they begin to lift your name above each problem that comes up. Father, we turn our eyes to you right now. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, that you are working all over our country. Oh, Father, you're not done with us. The best is yet to come. Father, I pray for the church right now. Not just this one, but the churches all over our country. Father, I feel a stirring that's taking place. Father, we will come together more than we ever have. We will put our things aside that do not matter. We will come together and watch your kingdom grow 
not in this country, but all over the world. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God's 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 own sense of humor. Um, About three weeks ago, God gave me a word. I was like chomping at the bit. And I was like, all right, let's give it. And I, no, you're not supposed to give it. Second week, I came to church thinking, all right, this is it, this is it. Nope, ain't time. And what I started getting more and more through that is, you know, my time isn't his time. And it kind of rings for what I'm going to tell you. Can you pull that up for me? This is Luke 8, 17. It says, for nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. And it was a scripture that kept ringing in me. And how many knows when you first start obeying God and trying to walk in the gift, sometimes you have to crawl a little bit first. And then sometimes uh, I have to write things down so I'll remember because I, I won't remember certain things if I don't write it down. Have you ever gotten a prophetic word from somebody and then went home and then go, man, I wish I would have wrote down what he said. It made me feel good, but what was it? Was it really applicable? And so I, I got this word and I wrote it down. I said, the veil, and this is for today, as of today, the veil is now being lifted. My mighty hand has now gone, began to move. Watch now as only my plan is unfolding. Men see me and think I'm dead. You've been looking in the natural, but I am supernatural. The very winds of change are upon you. Injustice is being dealt with. I've had enough. I've heard your cries. I have not forsaken you. Stand, 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 and see my salvation as angelic hosts are released to knock down, tear down, and destroy strongholds and expose what must be exposed in this hour. For the babies in the womb and the children and all the other injustices, this is happening in the land of freedom. Those who sided with me will see victory. The battle belongs to me, the Lord. Rejoice, the time is drawn nigh. Joy comes in the morning and the morning is beginning and my morning is my time. Remember, that kind of goes with what we've talked about today, the morning being a good prayer time. The morning is my time. Remember, my time is not your time. My time is perfect. Rejoice. Don't hold your heads down. Hold your heads up and shout my name. And I got excited when I was, got that. And I, you asked me to pray, but this is what I was supposed to do. So I'm just going to keep. Um, I was having my morning time this morning. And this preacher came on. And he started talking about the days of Noah. And it fell right in with what God is trying to tell us through this prophecy you know, in the days of Noah, how, how many know he had a redemptive plan? 
Well, right now, we're in the days of Noah prophetically. And what you're going to see is in the days of Noah, people said he was nuts. Didn't they? But what did he do? He stood. He said, no. That's the day we're in. It's time to stand. Be firm and rooted in what you do know. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for who will stand with him at this time. Uh, You know, it wasn't so much about saving animals as it was about saving household. Him and his house. God's wanting to be in our houses right now. other thing as we turn our face to him and humble ourselves he told me today that today was the beginning of the release of bondage for people that have been in bondage for years on things he said today is the day that you are going to be set free you've just got to reach out and grab it you just got to reach out and take it because it's yours but you've been dealing with depression you've been dealing with oppression you've been dealing with sickness and disease that is not yours it's not yours you've been dealing with that problem of going to the computer and just taking a peek at what you shouldn't be peeking at but guess what he's ready to set you free Are you tired of living in that mock and mire and that stuff? Today's your day. That's what I got excited about this morning because I saw in my heart that this is it. Today's the day. Today's significant, you guys. It's not because of the 4th of July and independence. It's because of what God's doing at this point. Today, God is starting that move. And today is your day. So I want you to bow your heads for a minute. If you've been dealing with those addictions, those sicknesses, that poverty, the disease, the head, the minefield. If you've been dealing with that and you're ready to let go. Let go. You want complete deliverance today? I want you to get up out of your seat and I want you to come up front right now because God wants to set it free now. He wants it gone. He doesn't want you dealing with it anymore. He says you've got freedom. Freedom. Freedom in the spirit. No more. I want you to go with me. I want you to stand behind them. Power of God's going to hit you like you've never seen the power of God hit you. He's ready to set you free. You've been dealing with this. Today's the day. Hallelujah. Father, I lay hands on these people in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak your power, your authority over them. Be free. Gone in Jesus' name. You are now ready to thrive.
you're going to feel alive and thrive. So get rid of it. It's gone. No more. Say no more. No more. Oh, man, I feel like a heck right now, you guys. I'm sorry. But you know how when you're having a fight with your best friend and they say, here, hold my teeth. I just had to do that, honey. I'm sorry. They were flying out of my mouth. I was afraid I was going to spill them on somebody. Hallelujah. Years, years you've fought that. Years you've fought it. Years. You're done. You're done. Say, well done. It's gone. It's got to go. And not come back. In Jesus' name. Freedom, freedom, freedom. <laughs> Joy. Raise your hands and thank Him now. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for what He's done. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you in the name of Jesus. We speak life over this lung lady. Oppression, depression, all of those things that come against her have to go in Jesus' name. Father, you've got a calling for her in her life. God's got a calling for you. It's unique and it's okay. Take a step out, run and jump and enjoy the ride. Don't fight it anymore. Don't fight it anymore. And those things that have been trying to stop you from doing that, that's why you're up Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father God, thank you for the heart. The heart, I see. Mm, the mold, the development, the change, the shift. The shift. But she feels like she can't. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. You can. You can. You are a winner. You're a winner, not a wiener. Understood? You're a winner. I mean, you've got it in you. It's already there. It's going to explode. No more will you be held back. No more. No more. I want all of you to remember this today while I'm praying for you. Nahum 1.9. This affliction will not come back. Will not come back. Listen to me. Say Nahum 1-9. Promises that this affliction, this crap, will not come back. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Chica na basa, tana masa, tana mano. Re te te re besita na basa. Re ke te te bosa. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I love you. 
just turn the other way. Just, just turn. Just turn. That's all you got to do. Just turn. Look at me. I hear your heart. Now run. Run. It's time for you to start to run. In Jesus' name. Father, I speak to those things that try and cut against her and stop her from running, and I call her free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm.
you. Sorry. I see y'all one second. Close your eyes for me. I want you to imagine something. All right, so we talk about the army of God a lot. So I want you to imagine the church as an army. Put your battle clothes on. Got your armor on. And we're all standing at the battle line. And we're looking out. And what do you see? When you think about being in a battle, you see the enemy, right? Well, the Holy Spirit just changed that vision for me. So I want you to wipe away that other army. And I want you to look out and see the field. I want you to see wheat blowing in the wind. And the army of God running into it. That's the season that we're in. The fields are ripe. It's time. The enemy's been defeated. And the harvest is ripe. So get out there and harvest. Yep. All right. I felt led to a scripture in Matthew. It's the first of the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, verse 3. In my translation, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And my Bible has a lot of references to other verses and literal translations and examples uh, in the sides for me. And when I looked at the, po- uh, the word poor, it has an, an aside on it. When I looked at it, it says, those who are not spiritually arrogant, those who are humble, another way to say it. So let's look at that. Blessed are the humble in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What we've done today is we've humbled ourselves before God in our spirits. We did it when we were saved and we're doing it again today. The kingdom of heaven, God's kingdom, is ours. He is for us. He is not against us. And he is with us as we rise for the nation of the United States of America. This nation was founded on him down to its deepest roots. It is part of his kingdom, whether everyone likes to think that way or not. This kingdom of the United States, it belongs to him. Rebellious as some of the people may be, it belongs to us those of us who are humble in our spirit. And it will be blessed. It is blessed because of us. It is blessed through us.
Before we were ever born, we were with God. He has known us from the very start, since we were just a thought. Just a thought. And then he wrote it all out in his book, how he wanted each one of us to be, what he desired each one of us to do and be for him. He put his character in us. He had a blueprint made out and he knitted us together in the womb. And then we come into the world, innocent little children, innocent little children. And as we go forward, we hear this, we hear that, we're taught this, we're taught that. In the schools, in our homes. And then we struggle because we have truths and we have lies. <laughs> so many lies that we believed, that we were taught. And then when we find out that there's this man who died on the cross for us, and we believe that he's the son of God, the truth is opened up to us. And then we have to start breaking down lies that we believed. And as we go forward, we still are fed truths and lies and the only way that we can come forward and move forward we have to go into the word and we have to know the word on our own I believe the biggest battle at this point in the principalities is truth and lies and people here on earth are going to perish because of the lies. And we need to rise up and know the truth and overcome our own lies so that we can win those who don't even know who the Son is. The Lord has been pressing this on me. We need to find ways to speak to those no matter where we are the word of God but we have to have it in us and I pray Father I ask for hunger and a thirst after the Lord that we've never had before that it rise up and leads us into the word to understand, to, to know, and to be able to pour it out into the community, into the world, into the nation. And in Ezekiel, it talks about there being a cord entangling us. <laughs> 
I bind that cord. I cut that cord. It keeps us bound up in the lie that we can't do something or that we're not good enough. We're not capable. I cut the cord of fear. And Lord, I just ask for your truth to rise up in each one of us. Anything and everything that we've put our hearts to, seeking you, that that will bubble up in the moments that you put us into to be able to speak the truth, to break down the lies of the enemy. You are a mighty God. And we do have a battle before us. The enemy isn't after us. We need to be after him. Just like Cade said. We need to take our swords and use them. It is a tool to fight down the battle of the enemy. Father, we just praise you and we glorify you and we thank you for your leading and your teaching. Holy Spirit, thank you that you lead us, that you teach us and you show us the way. I'd like to pray some scriptures over our nation and for you guys just to bow your heads in agreement with me and listen to the Holy Spirit as I pray. And if he gives something on your heart to also be praying along you know, with me, then just do that. Um, Lord Jesus, I pray for the leaders of our nation to come to the light. I make supplication, prayer, intercession, and give thanks for all the people of our nation and for the leaders of our nation that we might live a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Let our leaders be just and let them rule by the fear of the Lord. Let our leaders fall down before the Lord and let our nation serve him. Let the poor and needy people of our nation be delivered. Let the Lord's dominion be established in our nation and let his enemies lick the dust. Turn our leaders' hearts to fear you, Lord. Let the Lord rule over our nation and let our nation be glad and rejoice. Let our nation sing a new song, bless his name, and show forth his salvation from day to day. Let the people of our nation tremble at the presence of the Lord. Let our nation make a joyful noise to the Lord and let the people serve him with gladness. Let our leaders praise you and let them hear the words of your mouth. Let the wicked be rooted out of our land. Let the wicked be cut down and wither as the green herb. Let all the people of our nation turn to the Lord and worship him. Our nation is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. Let all the idolaters in our nation be confounded and let all the gods worship the Lord. Let our nation praise the Lord for his merciful kindness and truth. Save our nation, O Lord, and send prosperity. I pray that our nation will submit to the rule and reign of Christ. I pray our nation will bring its wealth into the kingdom. I pray our nation will be converted and bring its wealth to the king. I pray our nation will be healed by the leaves from the tree of life. I pray our nation will show forth the praises of God. I pray that our nation will see the glory of God. 
Let those who are deaf hear the words of the book, and let the blind see out of obscurity. I pray that Jesus will rule over our nation in righteousness and judgment. I pray our nation will come to Zion to be taught and learn war no more. I pray that our nation will seek the Lord and enter into his rest. I pray that all the parched places in our nation will become a pool, and every thirsty part springs of water. I pray that the glory of the Lord be revealed to our nation, and that all the inhabitants will see it. Let the Lord bring righteousness and judgment to our nation. I ask the Lord to do a new thing in our nation by giving waters in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Let peace and shalom come into our nation like a river. Let our nation be sprinkled by the blood of Jesus. Let the children of our nation be taught of the Lord. I pray that our nation will seek and find the Lord. Let our nation be filled with priests and Levites that worship the Lord. Let the people of our nation come and worship the Lord. Let our people build houses and inhabit them. Let our people plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. Let our people long enjoy the work of their hands. Let the enemies in our land be reconciled. Let our nation be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Let our nation be saved and walk in the light of Zion. Let God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Let his way be known to us and his saving health in our nation. Let every covenant with death and hell be broken in our nation. Let our nation look to the Lord and be saved. Let the Lord make bare his holy arm and let our nation see the salvation of the Lord. Let every veil spread over our nation be destroyed. My nation is the inheritance of the Lord. Let him possess it. The kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor of our nation. Let the people who walk in darkness in our nation see the light and let your light shine upon them in the shadow of darkness. Let his government and peace and shalom continually increase in our nation. Let his justice and judgment increase in our nation. Let those in our nation who were not your people be called the children of the living God. Let righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost increase in our nation. I pray for righteousness to come to our nation and that our nation would be exalted. Let his spirit be poured out in our nation and let our sons and daughters prophesy. We will confess you, Lord, among our people and sing unto your name. Let your glory be declared among our people and your wonders in our nation. Open a door of utterance in our nation that our people might hear your word. I pray that the families of our people be blessed through Christ. I pray for the healing waters to flow into our nation as a mighty rush, Lord. And we thank you for all these things. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's not get out of here today without giving God thanks for what he's done in this service today. Stand with us and just sing as we end the service today on the earth. On the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing.
Isn't God good, y'all? Isn't God good, y'all? That's what I like to hear. Sorry, I'm all tangled up back there. We've got a few things just to wrap up with, of course. Go ahead and take a seat. I want to update you on the Philippines before we get out of here. They sent me a picture uh, just the other day, and um, they're telling me how. It is their... Hold on, I'm looking at my notes so I get this right. They recently celebrated their 18th anniversary as a church. The church is called Heartbeat of Jesus. First of all, isn't that a cool name for a church? They were celebrating their 18th year, and you know how they celebrated? This is the church in the Philippines that we support every month, and they celebrated by giving rice to one of their sister churches. How cool is that, to be a part of a church that's giving to another church? Isn't that how the kingdom of God is supposed to work? I just thought that was really awesome, and you guys are all a part of that through your giving. If you want to give today, just raise your hand for an offering envelope if you're giving by cash or check, or you can always give online anytime, and how you do that is you visit nolimits.fyi in your address bar on your tablet or whatever, and it'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us, and a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.